Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated. Which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We the American people have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms, while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant, but when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face what is known as the shifting baseline syndrome. This syndrome changes our idea of a new and acceptable normal. Soon, we will not remember what it was like to have the freedoms we once did. Our children and our grandchildren will experience less freedom, and they won't have the privilege or the pleasure to enjoy the same choices our parents had or that we have. If we give in to these mandates and we do not stand up for our freedom of choice, we dishonor every armed service person over the last 257 years. A disservice to the people who have fought and bled for the very freedoms we enjoy. Whether you believe in vaccination or not, I'm standing up for your freedom of choice. You may support the vaccine mandates because they fall in line with your current beliefs. But if we let this happen now, there will be a day when what you're told to do will not fall in line with your beliefs. If we do not stand together and fight back in one voice, soon we could be told where to live, what job we will do, what religion to believe, and how many children we can have. Do you really want someone telling your children or your grandchildren what, when, and how they will live every minute of their lives? It's time we take a stance. It's time we fight for our freedom of choice while we still can. All right, let's get to it feel like it's been a while. Uh, my last episode with Laverne Spicer was pre-recorded, so all I really had to do was an intro and outro. I didn't have to do a whole lot there for that episode last Friday. So, I don't know. It just feels like I haven't done this in a while. 1,800 flights were canceled by Southwest Airlines this weekend. Uh, Southwest Airlines wants to blame it on weather conditions and staffing problems. I think if you look a little deeper... It is a little deeper than that. Uh, Friday, Southwest Airline Pilots Association filed a lawsuit asking that a federal judge temporarily block the company from carrying out federally mandated coronavirus vaccinations until an existing lawsuit over alleged U.S. labor laws violations is resolved. 
The new vaccine mandate unlawfully imposes new conditions of employment, and the new policy threatens termination of any pilot not fully vaccinated by the 8th of December coming up this year. Southwest Airlines' additional new and unilateral modification to the party's collective bargaining agreement is in clear violation of the RLA. Southwest Airlines says it disagrees with the claims that any COVID-related changes over the past several months require negotiation with the unions. Uh, adding that the company will continue to work hard with the union and to navigate these challenges presented to them. SWAPA represents nearly 10,000 pilots. Southwest wasn't the only airline canceling flights. American Airlines canceled 63 flights or 2% of its scheduled uh, flights and Spirit Airlines canceled 32% of its flights or 4% of its planned departures. Now, I think if you dig a little bit into what I just read to you, Southwest is doing the best they can to deflect and saying that it's not a uh, personnel issue. There was a lot of tweeting going on this weekend. Jack Pasadic actually posted something that he saw where in Jacksonville, Florida, they said all the air traffic control walked out because of these vaccine mandates. Mainstream media certainly doesn't want you to believe or even think that that was a possibility. Reason being, they want to keep this under wraps because it shows how much power we actually have against these mandates. If they were to let this go all over mainstream media and actually truly show the public how much power you actually do have, it'd be disastrous for them. They cannot control what you put in your body, no matter what they want to tell you. This is a prime example. We can shut down a lot of things. We can fight back. We're actually taking you know, a play from the Democratic playbook. This is things that they would do. Finally, conservatives and freedom-loving people all over the United States are demonstrating that we can do the same thing that you do. Air traffic control says, hey, I'm not getting the shot because I don't feel that I need it and you're not going to force me to get it and I'll just walk out of here and what are you going to do? You can't land planes. You can't have planes take off. You're going to have to ground everybody because it's going to be a big problem. Same thing applies with nurses and hospitals. If doctors and nurses don't want it, they can walk out, they can leave. I know it's hard on us as individuals to walk away from a job because that's your livelihood, but at the same time, the more we stand up, the more we buck against this power grab from the Democratic Party, the better for us long-term because long-term, freedom is where it's at. We will remain a free country. Yes, it's going to sting a little bit in the beginning, but ultimately, we'll be better off for it. And all this really shows you where Southwest is as a company. They're doing the best they can to quiet this down. They do not want you to believe that they staged a walkout. Again, it just shows you how much power you have as an individual that you can do a lot more than you probably ever believed you could. So a little piece of advice. Definitely stand up for yourself, but also if you plan on traveling, make sure before you even go to the airport, you're checking the status of your flight. Otherwise, you could be wasting a trip over there or you could be stuck in an airport for God knows how long. So make sure you're paying attention to that. And next, from one of the most trusted papers in the world, the New York Times, <laughs> published a report that, among other falsehoods, claimed some 900,000 children have been hospitalized for COVID-19, which is 
just ridiculously false. It's been a little bit more than 63,000 that were hospitalized for COVID, and there's a little over 500 that have passed away from COVID. Now, beyond those statistics, they don't give you a whole lot more. Well, the New York Times got caught. They left a story up for quite some time. I think it took them about 12 hours to finally pull the story down and issue a correction for being so dumb. Have you ever noticed it's always very one-sided? They never make an error in a positive way. They don't ever say, oh, there was only 6,300 children that have been hospitalized. It's always something ridiculous in the direction that is most beneficial to their cause. Don't tell me you really believe it's an oops or, oh, we just, it was a typo because things like that go both directions. It's not always one way. The reason that they really do this, let's be honest, is because they're using fear to control people. When you hear a number like 900,000 children are hospitalized because of COVID, it's going to make a lot of people want to run right out. And as soon as the COVID vaccine is, is authorized for emergency use, they're going to get the kid injected with it. So it's, it's all a fear method to control you, to get you to do what they want you to do. This is not an unusual tactic for the left. COVID, since we're talking about it, look what they do with number of cases. Number of cases, they always want you to equate that to deaths. Same thing go for hospitalizations. Anytime you hear somebody's in the hospital, automatically you're thinking they're dead or they're on a respirator and they're going to die. And that's what they want you to do. They never give you any more information than that. They never tell you if somebody is vaccinated. They certainly will tell you if they're unvaccinated if they die. They never tell you if anybody has pre-existing conditions, but they'll make sure they point out in the news the healthy people, somebody who's a, let's say, a fitness nut, and they're in the best physical shape of their life, and they passed away from it. Because it's all very one-sided. It's all fear. They use fear as a control method to get you to do what they want you to do. Same thing with the whole unvaccinated thing. When you scare somebody enough and you tell them that everybody that's in the hospital is unvaccinated and they're all dying, that's the way they get you to change how you originally felt, your original stance on something saying, hey, I'm not going to take this. They use that fear and they keep implanting that in your mind so they wear you down and you just say, ah, maybe I'll just go get the shot just in case. I mean, all these people are dying. Everybody in the hospital's dead. There's dead people everywhere. And these are the tactics that they use. This is how they think they're real savvy. And if you're not paying attention, realistically, if you're one of those people that go through life and you don't like politics and you don't listen to the news and you're just going about your day doing your normal thing, trying to enjoy your life and live your life to the best you can, they can get you because you're not paying attention. And there's lots of people like that. And it's in these times, unfortunately, you need to pay attention, but not everybody's going to, you know, and a lot of people don't want to be burdened with it. A lot of people look at politics and politicians like it's all trash. News is all trash. They don't got no time for it. It's completely understandable, but they are lying to you to get you to do something that they want you to do, which is why you need to pay attention. Now, they did end up sending out a statement with those corrections, like I had told you in the statement. It said, an earlier version of this article incorrectly described actions taken by regulators in Sweden and Denmark. They had halted the use of the Moderna vaccine in children. They had not begun offering single doses. In the second correction, they said this article also misstated the number of COVID hospitalizations in U.S. children. 
It is more than 63,000 from August 2020 to October 2021, not 900,000 since the beginning of the pandemic. The third correction said, in addition, the article misstated the timing of an FDA meeting on authorization of the Pfizer biotech vaccine for children. It is later this month, not next week. It's amazing that you could have to send out so many corrections for one article and the person who wrote it is still employed there. But hey, it's the New York Times. So all they do is spread lies and propaganda. The big problem here for them is they got caught. Because had nobody picked up on that, they would have never issued a correction and let it be. The New York Times truly is trash. It's about as much trash as the next one I'm about to get into, which is CNN. That one is equally, if not maybe even a little more trash than the New York Times, because both of them are just dumb. CNN came out with an article titled, The Most Alarming Trump Rally Yet. Trump did another rally this weekend in Iowa, and apparently he thinks that is dangerous to our democracy. This article was penned by Dean Obidala. I'm pretty sure I got that name right. (laughs) You can fact check me if you want. He wrote in the article, and I quote, This one was attended by longtime Iowa U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, Iowa Reps Marinetti, Miller, Meeks, and Ashley Hinson, and other mainstream Republican officials. Some of these very same people who just nine months ago were slamming Trump for his role in the Capitol riots were now only too happy to be seen supporting him. This is politics at its worst and at its most dangerous for our democracy. He continued on. You don't need to be a historian to recognize the dangers in a political party showing blind loyalty to one person. These GOP elected officials just several months ago rightfully criticized Trump and his role in the false election claims that led to the January 6th attack. With their presence at his rally this weekend, it seems they've now changed their tune. He further went on to say, but who knows what Trump win will be the next litmus test for remaining in his good graces. When even Grassley, Iowa's longest-serving U.S. Senator, thinks it's smart politics to no longer criticize Trump for his un-American attack on our democracy and instead praise him in a pursuit of an eighth term in the Senate. It is clear that the party is no longer defined by policy ideas, but by absolute loyalty to Trump and his influence. To put it bluntly, today's GOP is how democracies die. And that sounds like it was written by a pouty child who is envious and scared. They're envious to see how much love Trump still has in the United States because people still want to put America first, and they are also scared. That's the main theme of this article. You are afraid of President Trump and not for the way they would like you to believe. Not because he's some type of dictator or some type of insurrectionist. It's because they know that the people of the United States prefer an American first agenda and we reject this socialist crap. They should be scared. In 2022, they're definitely scared for 2022 and even more scared for 2024. They know they're falling apart. When you have mainstream media who's on their payroll... Coming out with headlines like this, Axios, Democrats' midterm map is rapidly dwindling. NBC News, early indicators suggest 
Democrats lose the majority in the House. The Hill, without drastic change, Democrats are on track to lose big in 2022, and the list goes on and on. So when you start seeing articles like this and you see in mainstream media turn against the Democratic Party, the reason that these columnists are writing articles like this is because they're scared. Joe Biden's approval rating is in the tank. It continues to go down weekly. He went from his all-time high in February being 50% approval to last week being at a 42% approval to now currently being at 38%. This is his lowest rating as of yet. People in the United States do not want open borders. People in the United States do not want to defund the police. People in the United States do not want socialism. And most importantly, people do not want to lose their freedom. No matter what Democrats think, they are scared and they're showing it. The journalists are showing it. The news outlets are showing it. They're all showing their hand right now. They know it's going to be a bloodbath in 2022. People have had enough. They don't want you giving them ultimatums of whether or not they're going to lose their job because you choose not to take a jab that they want you to take. They don't want to put masks on their kids. We don't want the stuff you're teaching our kids in school. It's going to be bad for the Democrats. They should all be running scared. They are destroying this country and it is going so fast. Probably the only positive thing in the last couple weeks is that they haven't passed that socialist trillion dollar package yet. Will it pass? I don't know. Is Joe Manchin going to break? Is Sinema going to break? I don't know. It looks like he's holding the line for right now. We hope he will. We hope Sinema will, but you don't know because he's already expressed that he would sign to a lesser amount. And I don't think it's really about the amount. It's about the policies. If we've learned anything in the United States, it's like once these policies are put in place, it's almost impossible to get rid of them. So all they really need to do, even if they lessen the money, is just get them in the system. And once they're in the system, then they will be used to the Democrats' advantage to continue to push this agenda of socialism. So I would say the only positive thing coming out of Washington right now is that they're kind of stalled out and nobody's voted on anything. So that's your only real saving grace at the moment from the White House, but that's nothing to run on. In 2022, what are they going to run on? They're scared. There's nothing to run on. What are you going to run on open borders? People are seeing all these illegals crossing. What are you going to run on? Defund the police again? Crime rates through the roof? Drugs are a problem because they're coming across the open borders. Financially, inflation, it's killing everybody. We're, we're all struggling because of inflation. Yeah, they're, what are they going to run on? They better be scared. 2022 is, is going to be a wake-up call. You no longer serve the people. So either get in line with what the people want or get out. And I hopefully they'll get you all out and we'll replace you with people who are true patriots that are America first and they're going to do the best for this country and their local areas. So to me, that article was all about fear. Fear of Donald Trump because Donald Trump is American first, not America last. Donald Trump's not going to take no nonsense from China. He's not going to take no nonsense from the Taliban. He's going to shut the borders back down so we can make it safe and secure for us here in the United States, which is what a president is supposed to be doing. And he's going to do everything America first 
which is why he has the support he has, which is why they are scared because they are seeing in massive numbers how many of us are America first and we're not about your whole woke socialist nonsense that you guys keep trying to sell everybody. I hope you like what you're listening to. If you do, please take some time to rate and review me. If you'd like to reach out to me, go to littlejocc.com, go to the contact section, and you can send me a message. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. Unfortunately, I have to use another social media. I really don't care for them. I'm on all of them. I really only ever post a link to the new episodes of my podcast on there, but I'm starting to be a little bit more active on Gab because that seems to be the only one that's pretty interactive right now. Parlor still seems glitchy. Cloud Hub, Cloud Hub to me is looking more and more like Twitter. I don't know if they're doing that on purpose, but Cloud Hub is a pretty dead one too. You don't get a whole lot of interaction in that one as well. So Gab, you can follow me at the Real Little Joe. Besides that, have a wonderful Tuesday. Hope you had a nice long weekend if you were off yesterday. And we will do it again on Friday.